your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we will be discussing uh, a couple polls. One is our uh, season grade poll as we go through the roster. Ryan Graves has his season grade, so we will talk about what the people of Twitter Hand to Ryan Graves for his season grade. It was the closest one yet. So we will get to that and the comments. A lot of comments for Ryan Graves and how he uh, produced or did not for this season. We will also get to a fun poll on The Athletic. A season in review poll, which they threw up. Tons of people voted on it. And I figured I'd go through that and bring up some of the questions and results from that which is pretty fun. And then why are so many people upset with Alex Tangay accepting a position with the Red Wings? That, in just saying that, you can understand maybe why people are, but is it necessary? We'll talk about that too. First things first, follow the show, social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send questions, questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So we will start with the athletic poll, and they did a season in review. This is the second year in a row that they have done this. And they have it out for a couple days, and if you are lucky enough to catch it and get your votes in, uh, they, they, will, they put up all of the results a few days later, which they did. And we'll go through them because I think there's some things in here that are, are pretty interesting. They go through the season. They also talk about or ask questions about what the future holds. Obviously, we go to the expansion draft. It's pretty wide ranging and pretty telling on where uh, I guess the majority of Avalanche fans stand when it comes to these different categories of where the Avalanche are currently and in the future. And if you don't follow The Athletic, and you know I, I talk about The Athletic all the time. They do some fantastic journalism over there. Uh, and if you can't afford it or you don't want to put up that much money, I think it's like 50 or 60 bucks for the year. They constantly run specials. I don't know when they do them, but uh, be on the lookout for them because they are, they are really good at covering every sport. And uh, Peter Ball, who covers the, uh, the Avalanche, I think does a very good job for The Athletic for them. So... Let's get into this, see if you agree or disagree, and if you did vote on any of these uh, and you didn't maybe check the results, we'll read them for you. And uh, if you have any further explanation, definitely send me an email as to why you voted a certain way, LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. So let's get into this. Uh, so the first question after a third consecutive second round exit. What is your confidence level in the direction of the abs? And it was one through five. One is the lowest. Five is the highest. Four wins out. And the majority of them were between four and five. So four was 54%. Five was 33.5%. And I think that's where most Avalanche fans did. I think even though 
you know, the third consecutive second round exit. This year, this past year was the first one where they were the clear cut favorite. All the other years, maybe not so much. Maybe you still had confidence that they could win those games. But this was the first season of those second round exits where they were, you felt more confident than the other two. I think because of that, and you know where the Avalanche are going, most people said four or five in that. So that's not too surprising. Uh, who or what is most responsible for the uh, the series loss to Vegas? And 62% overwhelming majority said players underperforming. And, you know, you heard a lot of people <clears throat> lashing out about Jared Bednar. He finished last in this poll. So people are, for the, you know, the most part, are not blaming Jared Bednar. You could say there's 14% that said roster construction and style of play, which finished third. So you could maybe throw some of that on him, but flat out just blaming Bednar, dead last. And I would agree with that as well. What's your level of confidence in Joe Sackick? Overwhelming five, seventy and a half percent said five. <clears throat> I don't think we really, even though they had those trade deadline acquisitions that didn't pan out with Nemeth and Soderberg. And I mean, you didn't you didn't really get too much from Dubnik. But pretty much just Nemeth and Soderberg. I think people still give Sackick a pass on that and have overwhelming confidence in what he can do as a GM. What's your level of confidence in Jared Bednar? And four out of five had 40, basically 46%, which won, which is high, obviously. Uh, three out of five just beat out five out of five. So that teeters on people maybe starting to lose confidence in him it's still i mean like i said four out of five is, is the winner but the fact that three out of five is in second place means maybe it's starting to creep into people's minds and if he if this happens next year we'll see where this question goes again because it's probably going to go in the opposite direction even more so kale mccarr restricted free agent what should the contract look like and this is something that we have talked about is it a bridge deal is it a long-term extension? Overwhelming. 74% said long-term extension. And I keep going back and forth on this. And I I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I guess in the end, neither one is wrong because you're still gonna have him at least for a couple years. And you know, with, with you know, we've talked about it. The the you know, maybe a little bit more cap friendly if you sign him to a bridge deal. But it doesn't seem like the Avalanche or Kale McCarr want to do that. It, it just seems like the, the the whispers that you hear that both of them want to do a long-term deal, which I would be completely fine with. So that remains to be seen. And Avalanche fans overwhelming want Kale McCarr locked up long-term, 74%. Aside from restricted free agents like McCarr, what should the Avalanche's first priority in free agency be? And this is pretty overwhelming too. 68.4% said re-signing Gabe Landeskog, while 21% said uh, re-signing Philip Grubauer, and 6.7% said re-signing Brandon Saad. So that's, I mean, 6% is, is you know, obviously low, uh, but... I'm surprised there's people out there that <clears throat> think signing Saad 
is more important than Landeskog or Grubauer. But yeah, I mean, Landeskog's your captain. The fans love him. So that's not surprising that it's uh, 68.5%. That's the priority beyond Kel McCarr. Uh, Who was Joe Sackick's best trade acquisition ahead of or during the uh, 2021 season? Massive, 81.3% Devon Taves, and that's no doubt. Uh, 17.9 went to Brandon Saad. So, and then you have little bits for other guys, but <clears throat> those two make up pretty much the entire pie. And yeah, Taves was, I, you know, I, I don't think that's really an argument. I think he was the best acquisition by Sackick in the last season. Uh, so if the Avalanche had a do-over, which trade would you rather them have not made? This is pretty close, but 42% said trading Ian Cole for Greg Pattern uh, to free up cap space, while 38%, just a couple points below that, went to acquiring Patrick Nemeth. So fans were not happy with how Nemeth played in the postseason, and that... You know, this was done relatively quick after the season was over. So I think a lot of fans were still on the hating Patrick Nemeth train, and I understand that. Uh, But when I voted for this, I did the Ian Cole. I I thought maybe that was jumping the gun a little bit too quickly. And it seemed like, you know, you're not going to know this, but, you know, the injuries that happened for the Avs, uh, they could have used them. They could have used someone like Ian Cole. So uh, that one wins by the skin of the teeth, but it, it did just beat out the the Patrick Nemeth deal. All right, and the next one, which or what is the Avalanche most pressing on ice need? And this is pr- almost split four ways. This is you know between... Well, which one won? Uh, bottom six forward won, but all the other ones are close. That one won by 25.6%. One point less than that is bottom four defenseman. One point less than that is top six forward. And two points less than that is goaltending. So between those four make up almost all 100%. There's a couple percentage that goes to a top pairing defenseman. I don't know who would have voted for that. But uh, people are split on what they think the Avalanche need for next season between, like I said, a bottom six uh, forward, a top six forward, a bottom four defenseman, and goaltending. So it it's equal, pretty much. So people think that the Avs need a little bit of help in all, all of four of those dimensions. Uh, what makes you most optimistic about the Avalanche future? 84%, no doubt, is, quote, the core. And, you know, that being Makar, McKinnon, Rantanen. <clears throat> it seems like Makar has replaced Gabe Landeskog when you're talking about the core. So I kind of include him because, in my opinion, he is part of that core people <clears throat> of, of players for the Avs. So I haven't removed him. I've just added Makar to that, the the three of McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, and now you have Makar. So that overwhelmingly was what made people optimistic about the avalanche future no doubt about it Uh, what makes you most concerned about the avalanche future is 68.8 percent the salary cap and that's very legit abs are uh, you know the abs are going to have some struggles with the cap 
if Sackick can't get a little bit creative, and we'll see. He's got to do it this year. I think he, he, you know, him and his team know what is in front of them, and we'll see how good they really are at doing this because, you know, with this flat cap, it's not just them that this is tight on. So uh, we're going to see here in the coming weeks what the Avalanche do with this salary cap situation. So it will be interesting, and that definitely would be an area of concern going forward. Who do you want the Avalanche to target this offseason, either in trade or free agency? And he throws out some names. I'll just give you who finished number one, and that is Mr. Seth Jones. 33.5% people said they would want Seth Jones. He throws out four names, so it's not like I don't think he, he gave people a list of guys. But those four, the four guys he threw out were uh, Jaden Schwartz, Nugent Hopkins, who obviously signed, and Dougie Hamilton. And uh, Hamilton finished last, actually, and Seth Jones finished first, which would have to be through a trade, of course. But you're hearing, you're hearing a lot of people on social media not wanting Seth Jones. According to this, the majority of people want him. Would you protect Nazem Kadri in the expansion draft? 54.7% said no. Well, 45.3% said they would. That is telling. I think Avalanche fans like Nazem Kadri, but I don't think they like the liability that he is. And I think, well, 54.7 of them, uh, 54.7% of them are ready to not necessarily move on just because you don't protect him doesn't mean the Kraken are going to take him, but uh, I guess wouldn't wouldn't have any tears shed if they were to not protect him and Seattle took him. Pretty interesting. Uh, a couple more here. Uh, who will the Avalanche lose in the expansion draft? Basically 65% say Ryan Graves, which is kind of the consensus right now. Anything is possible, clearly, but a lot of people think that's going to happen. Uh, whose future are you most excited for? 54.6% said Bowen Byram, while 37.9% said Alex Newhook. Those two guys took up most of the percentages. No surprise there. Do you think the Avalanche are in a championship window? And if so, for how long? 69.7% said yes for three or more years. So this goes back to the confidence question. Oh, there's my little kitty. Uh, the the Avalanche fans are confident in the team, in the coach, in the GM, and they are confident that this will go for three-plus years where they will have a championship window. And finally, if you were to buy one player's jersey on the Avalanche, who would it be? And I think if I were to ask you this question, just if we were to bump into each other, don't you think that, you know, you have a superstar player, you have a few superstar players on your team, but the superstar player on your team. Don't you think after the consensus, most people go with that player in Nathan McKinnon? And he finished second. And he finished second handily. Kale McCarr with 42.6% of the vote. With Nathan McKinnon getting 25% of the vote for almost, so almost 20 points above Nathan McKinnon. Miko Rentanen was third. But that was a little bit surprising to me that it was that much of a discrepancy. And maybe it's because so many people already own Nathan McKinnon jerseys. They had like a seven year head start 
uh, on buying Nathan McKinnon jerseys that now they're all getting camel car jerseys. I don't know, but that was uh, a little bit surprising to me. But uh, I thought Kale would be second, uh, but I didn't think he'd be first by that much. So what are your thoughts on, on those questions? I thought it was a good poll. Uh, I know we're going a little bit long in our first segment here, but uh, it was it was necessary to get all those in because uh, some of them, you kind of see where the Avalanche fans are at overall. So you agree, disagree, let me know. Get a hold of me on uh, Twitter or send me an email. All right, let's get to our first sponsor of the day. That is Built Bar. And available this week only, that is July 6th through the 9th, get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie, all the flavor without the sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, 5 grams of sugar. They uh, sent us samples of those. We've tried them. They are fantastic. So that is available only this week. But did you know that Bill Bar also has many other delicious flavors? There's something for everyone, and every Bill Bar fan has their favorites. You got coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. There's so many to choose from, and they're all excellent. If you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you will get two of each of the nine main flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they are healthy. Most bars have 17 or 18 grams of protein. Their calorie count ranges from 130 to 180 calories per bar. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavor, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you will get, excuse me, LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off of your first order. That promo code, once again, is LOCKED15 over at BuiltBar.com. All right, so now we get to our second poll of the day, and this one is our Ryan Graves Season grade, and this was the closest one yet. One point separated Ryan Graves from one letter to the next. So for uh, an A, he got 10% of the the vote. For a D or F, he got 3%. For B, he got 43%. And for C, he got 44%. So the majority of people voting B or C and C just wins out uh, by a couple votes. So uh, for for Twitter, anyway, he gets a C, but it was oh so close. And and the majority of comments, and I'll get to a few of them in a second, are, are pretty much, you know, what you would think up and down season for Graves. And going back to the athletic, if you wanted, if you do have a subscription, they do ask him. You know, there's a Q and A with him, uh, and he's honest. He's like, I, I thought I had an up and down season. I started slow, uh, picked it up a little bit. COVID hit, and you know, it, it was kind of up and down. So, um, man, and 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 I would. It's so funny how I, I usually fall in line with how the people of Twitter vote. And I, I would waffle on a B or C, and I probably would go C for Ryan Graves. And I think I would go C because he didn't live up to the season prior. 
And after that season, man, we were singing the praises of not only Joe Sackick for for plucking him at you know the midnight hour in a draft, uh, but Ryan Graves himself. And we were thinking like, man, this is a kid who he got the opportunity and he is going to run with it. And it's not to say he had a horrible season, but he didn't live up to that season, the, the 2020 season, that 2019, 2020 season. And if you're going to be a model of consistency in this league, you need to do that. If you are going to be someone that a team relies on you and can rely on you, you need to kind of replicate what you did in the past. No one's asking you to go plus 40, what was he, 43 or 42 or something like that. Uh, But this is what happens when a guy pretty much comes out of nowhere and has a a solid season. Okay, now you're on the radar. Now everybody knows you. And and th- look what happened. He regressed a little bit. Now the real test will be next season. Now it's his turn to answer the critics. All the other teams answered Ryan Graves. He he jumped on the scene and teams noticed and now they did what they had to do to to, you know, make Ryan Graves part of their game plan. Now, now it's Ryan Graves' turn to do that. So next year will be very telling for Ryan Graves, whether it's with the Avalanche or whether it's with the Kraken. Doesn't matter. It will be a, a I don't want to say a make or break season for Ryan Graves, but you will know what type of, you have a better idea of what type of player Ryan Graves is next year. Because next year will be his time to, to get back to, as best he can, that 2019-2020 season. But anyway, for, for this year, uh, two goals, 13 assists, 15 points on the season. He's not out there to fill up the stat sheet when it comes to points. He's out there to to be a, a big, uh, I guess, bruising. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not the type that's out looking to headhunt. But for this Avalanche team anyway, he was their body on, on D. Uh, and he doesn't have a problem doing that. So, you know, he that, that's his job. His job's not to to fill up the, the stat sheet. My only gripe with, with that is I would like to see a little bit more production out of him in points because there were so many times where he had an open look. And he has a good shot. He has a good slap shot. He has, he has a, a decent shot. Uh, but there were so many times where he had an open look and just completely missed the net. So, uh, you know, the velocity of it, when I say it's a good shot, it's, it, it's up there. Uh, he just needs to get a little bit more control over it. And he could put up another 10, 12 points in a season. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, but mistakes were made this year by Ryan Graves. No doubt about it. Uh, and some glaring ones, especially in the postseason. And that is what you got from... A lot, a lot of uh, people saying in the comments on Twitter. I'll get to them a couple right here. So uh, at Hockey Weasel, I would go straight C. If we don't make any deals to uh, procure cap space, I believe he is the name Seattle will call. Twenty-six year old, six foot five defenseman is awfully attracted to teams. You hit it on the money. Uh, Bleed Burgundy and Blue says C minus at the end of 1920. I said he was establish, establishing himself as an elite defender. Uh, I'd like to know where that player went. 
It seemed he was more often than not a liability with a few good games here and there. With our amount of good D-men, he hopes the Kraken will take him. It's very likely. And I, I agree with you there. Uh, was that Ed Bleed, Burgundy, and Blue? Yeah, we were all singing his praises after 19 and 20. So, uh, But like we said, next year will be kind of telling. Alan, our Ryan Graves expert, says it was a toss-up because he wasn't quite the Ryan we saw from last year, but he did very well on the penalty kill still. Yes, he did. He, he really did. And there's one that sticks out in my mind where the As were uh, on a penalty kill was a five-on-three, and a, God, I wish I could remember who it was against. But they ran a, a three-man penalty kill to perfection, and Ryan Graves was the reason why. So uh, he did. He did very well on the penalty kill this year. And clearly, uh, well, Alan gave him a B and clearly wants him to stay in Colorado. Uh, at Addicted Avs Fan, he wasn't the same player this year, maybe because Gerard stepped up. That could be. Um, and the obvious McCart and Taves, that stand out more. So uh, she hopes Seattle picks him, and she put the monkey emoji covering his eyes, kind of saying, like, I hope they pick him, but I, I kind of like him, but I think he should be the one to go. Um, this is at, he's got at a ton of A's and a ton of V's in his name. I'm sorry. Uh, but it says it's, it's like avalanche, but there's an A and then like five V's and then another like four A's. And then, yeah, he just spells out avalanche ridiculously. Uh, but memorably bad plays in important moments and the same repeated mistakes over and over. But the regular season was far more consistent, and he did well for the first three-fourths of it, I'd say. Uh, and he does think Jer- that, that Graves could be the target for Seattle. Lothar says, uh, yeah, he had some blunders, but Graves played very well in the playoffs. I would miss him if Seattle picks him. He gets a B from me. Um, who else we got? Uh, Karen Karen Charette. Four says, I didn't see him as strong this season, which was disappointing. There were times when we needed him. Could he go to the Kraken? Yep, and I would be okay with that. Uh, and Jordan Avsfan2909 says, I give Gravy a B-. No, he didn't have a standout year like last year. I think he kind of took a step backwards, in my opinion. He made some uh, costly errors, but it happened to most everyone at some point. Uh, the key is limiting those errors. Overall, he did a good job defensively on a penalty kill. I wouldn't be surprised if he is one of the selected by uh, the Kraken in the expansion draft. I think he might be the odd man out of the blue line for us. And finally, Nick Bichelle says, I accidentally pressed A instead of C. Well, you own that, Nick. You own that A. No, he said, really, he gets a C, mainly because he had too many defensive giveaways and had to pay for those mistakes by ways of the opponent scoring on him having to scramble for an assist. Typically a good player, it was a very off year for him. And I think that's a good point. I think it's, you know, yeah, he had an off year. Uh, does that mean people want to just give up on him? I don't think, I, I think if there was no expansion draft going on, I think Avsans would be fine with him coming back. Uh, and not, they wouldn't be screaming from the rafters to trade him like they are with Nazem Kadri. Uh, I think the, the Avsans would be willing to give, you know, he had one good year and one so-so year. Uh, so that's not the metric to just get rid of a guy. Uh, but this is where we're at. And Seattle very well could take him. And, you know, I think as fans will still be watching Ryan Graves say he is on Seattle. As fans will be watching to see how that third year goes, to see how his bounce back year goes with the Kraken. And if it's well, they they will say, 
I wish the Kraken didn't take him. And if it goes poorly, they will say, thank God the Kraken take him. So it's a, a trying year for, for Ryan Graves, no doubt. All right, uh, one more quick little break, and then a, uh, a quick take on the Alex Tangay situation. I'm a little bit surprised at the reaction. But we're going to hear from betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. And, yes, hockey is coming to an end probably very soon. Uh, but we will be in the offseason for hockey, so no more betting on that. But And you still have basketball, which is the finals will be underway soon. But you can bet on UFC and MMA. There's so many sports to bet on over at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, puck drop, or three-pointer, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games as your team makes their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up. And when you do, you will get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with the promo code Locked On. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So Alex Tangay, we all know Alex Tangay. We all love him. Fan favorite back in the Red Wing Avalanche rivalry days. And because of that, so many fans are upset that he accepted an assistant coach position with the formally hated Detroit Red Wings. And I say formally because it you know the rivalry itself has been over for a long time. Uh almost 20 years. Not not quite 20. I mean we still have maybe three years maybe until we get to 20. So we'll say 17 years, 16, 17 years. The rivalry has really been over. But for some people, for some fans, those rivalries live on in infamy and forever. And and no matter what, like you have Avalanche fans that the, the, the mention of the Red Wings just scrunch up their nose and have nothing but vitriol towards them. And I get it. It's part of being an Avalanche fan. And and I've gotten to the point where I just have fun with it. I don't hate the Detroit Red Wings anymore, mainly because not only is this rivalry long overdone with, they're not even in the same conference as the Avalanche anymore. So we see them twice a year under normal uh, schedule circumstances. And that's it. And for those two games, you get nothing but reminiscing. And, you know, the players on the ice right now, how many of them were even born when this stuff happened or if they were born, they were, you know, days old when it happened, you know, and you know, they know of the rivalry, but it's not what it used to be. It's, this is not a Michigan, Ohio state, uh, or, you know, Yankees, Red Sox or Duke, North Carolina. It's not, it, it was a moment in time. And for that moment in time, it was the best rivalry in sports hands down any sport. But it's not anymore. And I kind of like that it's not. Because the way sports has been going, those rivalries, and I'm using air quotes, are not really rivalries anymore. You don't see, like Yankees-Red Sox games, the rivalry is in the stands. The rivalry is with the fans. It's not with the players on the field. It used to be. There was hatred. And that's what it was for the Avs and and the Red Wings. There was hatred on the ice. The fans, there's always going to be hatred in the, in, the, in the stands. That will go on forever. 
but you know rivalries are different now because sports are just played differently now and i like the fact that the avs red wings rivalry was just a a condensed moment in time and then it went away because you can always look back on it like man for though for that set amount of time for those years yes those teams hated each other and i'm glad it just just didn't continue to to go on and on and on that didn't really have any meaning and 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 the games that were played today are not as you know like a bloodbath like they were back then it, it's just a different time frame so i'm happy with how the rivalry went when it was happening and it's not anymore and like i said i have more fun with it now kind of you know joking about the detroit red wings now kind of a lighthearted way not in a rivalry way Kind of just like a nostalgic bringing back the, you know, the 90s, early 2000s era. But for some fans, when they heard Alex Tangay took a assistant coaching job for the Detroit Red Wings, it was hatred towards him. And I don't I don't get it. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. Like he he took an I I kind of laughed. <laughs> I, I did. I kind of laughed that he would take a, a position with them. Not I'm not because I didn't have the the mindset of like why would you do that? Oh my God, Alex Tanga, what are you doing? You went to the the hated Detroit Red Wings. No, you're the hated Detroit Red Wings of 20 years ago. You're not really the hated Detroit Red Wings of now. Did the Avalanche offer him an assistant coaching job? I don't think they did. If that happened, if he had two offers on the table between the Avalanche and the Red Wings, and he went Red Wings. You could kind of scratch your head for that one and say, like, mm, that's a little bit interesting. But I I didn't really hear his name going around avalanche circles. I didn't hear his name going around any circles. And if he wants to get into coaching, you have to start somewhere. And for for a guy that's, you know, that's a former player that wants to get into coaching, it doesn't matter where you start because you're an assistant coach. You're not expected, you know, it's not all going to fall on you. You can learn under people, and I, I don't. I don't see anything. Put yourself in that situation. Are you going to say no? You know what I mean. I was joking around with Adam on uh, the, or no, I think it was. I think it was Adam on on the the national show about if Buffalo came calling, would I take a scouting job for Buffalo? And I jokingly said no, and then I immediately said no. Of course I would, because it's a professional team, and that's what I would love to do. It wouldn't matter. You got to get your foot in the door somewhere. He took a job. Have fun with it. Don't get mad about it. If it was St. Louis or Minnesota or even Vegas, I could see a little bit of more of the anger. But because that's a current quote rival. But Tanga had nothing to do with those teams. You know, that's when he played, that wasn't their rival. And I think that's what people are getting hung up on. He's just trying to make a a living as a coach and wants to get his foot in the door. Let him go to a classic team like the Detroit Red Wings. It's just how I feel about it. All right. That's going to be it for today, everybody. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. And uh, back to, we're going to be doing the Monday, Wednesday, Friday with the poll. Till we get through all of the players. And then on the Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to start doing, so for tomorrow, I'm going to start doing uh, draft prospects. 
and who the Avalanche could possibly and potentially be looking at when it comes to their pick, which is 27th in the first round. So listen to the show and then definitely follow on Twitter and Instagram so I put some information up on some guys up there as well. So that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And once again, thank you for all the support from last week. And we will get back into the uh, regular flow of daily until after the draft. And we'll probably go to three days a week, but that's down the road. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. It's always appreciated. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.